You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Katie's season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 239. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. We've got another podcast of just me this episode and your emails, but it's going to be my voice all podcast long. So get ready for that. But first, before we get started on your emails, got some things to talk about in regards to Bachelor in Paradise. So I wanted to talk about Bachelor in Paradise because... That's being filmed right now, and real briefly, um, the guest that I had planned for this week is set to be a recording. We're going to record next Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, it'll be a good one. Former contestant, they were someone that was on multiple seasons. They definitely are a character that you remember. They've never been on this podcast before, and I'm sure they have a lot of good stories to tell, so look forward to that next week. But this week... Because that uh, that person was supposed to be on this week, or I thought they might be on this week, I didn't have a backup plan in place, and I should have. So that's why we're just doing reader emails, but uh, also with some spoilers for Bachelor in Paradise. So I want to say this about Bachelor in Paradise, because I know a lot of people listen and then take my information and run to other places, whether you're an Instagram account that does credit me, whether you're an Instagram account that doesn't credit me, whatever the case may be. When you do report what I'm about to say, make sure you include the caveat of this. I'm going to give you names of people who have given each other roses in the first couple episodes. This doesn't mean they are madly in love and they are a couple and they're going to get married or engaged at the end of this thing or even like each other. It might just be a holdover rose. I don't know. We're three episodes in. I don't know what happened. In, we're three rose ceremonies in. I don't know what happened on the third rose ceremony just yet. And the couples that I'm going to give you don't account for everybody who's been on the show just yet. There's obviously people still there that I don't know their situation. All I'm going to give you right now is couples that I know have quote unquote coupled up. But be specific when you say this doesn't mean they are a couple. It just means... They have given that person the rose. And and honestly, I don't know who gave the rose to who. It could have been, we've already had, we've had two rose ceremonies. The first rose ceremony I know was guys giving out roses to the women. And women were eliminated. And then the second rose ceremony, obviously they switch it up. And the women give the guys rose roses and the guys are eliminated. So, so the third one probably back to men giving women roses and women were eliminated. But these are only couples that I've heard from the first few episodes. Okay. So let's start off with the first couple I heard about before I heard about more the other day. The first couple I heard about in all of this was Noah and Abigail. That was the first one. And I think I referred to it in a column recently. And I said, that's, that's the one I'm hearing. Again, I don't know if Noah and Abigail are like in love and spending every night together. And But at some point, they gave each other roses, or one gave each other a rose, the other a rose. And maybe things have changed uh, as of the last rose ceremony. I don't know. But Noah and Abigail are one. Another one is Tammy and Thomas. Tammy Lai, you remember her from Peter's season. She had the issue. Was she the one that had the issue with McKenna? I can't remember. Was that her? That was her, right, Tammy? Oh, crap. I might have I might have screwed that up. If I did, I'm sorry. But Thomas is Thomas Jacobs, the guy on Katie's season that got the group date rose in the first uh, date of this past Monday. So Tammy and Thomas. Next one. I'm sure this will be of interest to people. Ivan and Jasenia. Jasenia was on Matt's season. And Ivan, as we know, was on Tasha's season. But yeah, Ivan and Jasenia. 
are a thing, whatever you want to call them. This next one plays into what I said yesterday in regards to two new people that I know are on the show. Not new in that they just arrived, but I just got it confirmed. We're Brendan Moray and, and, and Piper James. Brendan, in the early going of this show, at some point, either gave his rose or received his rose um, to or from Natasha. Natasha Parker from Peter's season. Now, what I do know is Brendan was original cast. I don't know if Natasha was original cast or was in the group of girls that came in right after the first rose ceremony. That I'm not sure of yet. But I, I, I just don't know. So if, if Natasha was original cast, then Brendan gave her a rose at the first rose ceremony. If Natasha came in after the first rose ceremony, that means she gave Brendan a rose. Now, this whole thing with Piper, again, like I explained yesterday in, in the column, I just don't know. I don't know how this is going to be played. There's so many different possibilities. But the bottom line is, when Brendan was in Mexico quarantining before filming had started and didn't have his phone, Us Weekly posted a story that Brendan and Piper were dating. Piper, I don't believe, had left for Mexico yet, so she saw the story clearly. I don't know how it's going to play out. There's so many different ways. But as of the first episodes before Piper got there, it's Brendan and Natasha. And then the fifth one I know about is Demi and Kenny. Moving on. Um, Bachelor in Paradise, like I said, will, we're about halfway through. They're through three row ceremonies. Usually there's been six. I'm assuming they're keeping the same schedule, and I'm assuming they're doing it how they've done it the previous six seasons. They've all been pretty much exactly the same. Six rose ceremonies, and then at the end, they tell the final people who are left standing, you know, make a decision right now. Are you staying together, or are you going home, leaving single, or are you staying together, and then you get an overnight date, and then you decide to, you know, get engaged that, you know, the next day or whatever. So... We are, you know, obviously there's, a, there's clearly other people you're going to ask. And, and, here, and here's my next request uh, for, for you fans. They're obviously, I only gave you five couples. That's only ten people. There's clearly more than ten people that are there, at least right now. And so the questions of, well, who is, who is Tia with? Who is Becca with? Who is Alea with? Who is, um, you know, so-and-so with? I'm only telling you what I know. If I knew the other ones, I would tell you. I don't know who the other people are with just yet or when anyone arrived, you know, who arrived when. Those are the initial couples that I've heard about. And like I said, I use the word couples loosely. So just be sure when you do talk about this and repost this, just make sure that it's not reality. Steve said Ivan and Jasenia are a couple like. Oh, whoops, that's my phone. Probably should have set it on uh, mute. Um. I um just you I, I gave you the disclaimer at the beginning. I just hope you follow it. And because these are going to change. I mean, of these five, they all you know Noah might be with someone else by the time the show ends. Uh, Tammy might be with someone else. Thomas might be with someone else. I might be someone else. We just don't know. It's they're only halfway through and new people are coming in and as you know, when new people come into the show, they come in with a date card and they ask somebody on a date who clearly has already either just befriended someone else or is serious with someone else and that's going to cause a rift. And then that person who gets asked on a date when someone else comes in has to make a choice. Do I stay with the person that I've been with? Do I like them more or do I like someone else more? And that's, you know, kind of what you're going to see probably when the Brendan and Piper stuff plays out when Piper comes in. I'm sure she's going to ask Brendan on a date. I have no idea how serious he is with Natasha, if if at all. He might be giving a Natasha a holdover rose. We know those are given out on the show just so people can stay on because they know someone else is coming in. So clearly there's way more drama that has happened that I'm, I am I don't know about yet, but it's the way the show goes. I'll find out more. I, find out, I found out those five, so I'm sure I'll find out more as things go along. But wanted to give you that so you have some sort of teaser uh, for Bachelor in Paradise you know, moving 
forward somewhat. You know, I will update you on anything else uh, that I hear. But yeah, I don't have any other names of like who anyone else is with. Like, like I said, Tia or Becca or Grocery Joe or Kendall or you know so who was the other one? Uh, Serena P. I you know I don't know. So yeah, let me. Um, I'm sure people are gonna have a field day <laughs> with these couples and have their opinions and. Um, yeah, I mean, I certainly, I, I, I don't, I'm not forming an opinion yet, just yet because I don't know how serious they are, but they sure are five interesting couple names. I, I will say that like just on the surface, Brendan, Natasha. Okay. Ivan Jasenia. Okay. Tammy Thomas. Okay. Uh, Noah Abigail, probably the one that surprised me the least because they are two popular figures from their, um, seasons and Demi and Kenny whatever. So I think moving forward, I'm going to find out more. I'll update you on more, but uh, that's uh, that's a little something to whet your appetite there. So let's get started now on your reader emails. Some were asked before yesterday's column went up and some were asked since I posted yesterday's column. So uh, we will get to some of these and some of these have been edited for brevity. I know some of them might seem long, but I just trying to get to the to the question that they were getting to. So first email says, hey, Steve, my question is, what benefit do these guys have going on a reality show if they want to be a real actor? Has anyone in the history of the show ever gotten an acting gig after? It's almost like throwing away any real chance. Nick V wanted to act and got a podcast. Tom from Temptation Island is was an actor. A few Bachelor, Bachelorette grads get a hosting gig here and there, but if anyone wants a chance at a movie or TV career, I would think no casting agent would ever hire them, right? Can definitely see the benefit for musicians. Not sure about if it helps or hurts models, careers like Jordan. What are your thoughts? So if basically they're referring to Greg. If Greg went on the show to kick his acting career, it seems like a bad move. And if he's acting like the quiet, shy guy, I have to say he's doing a good job. He is definitely likable from the first few episodes, hoping he is there for the right reasons. So, look... I'm not going to just, you know, attack them for their email. But clearly that email, just based on what they wrote, is someone who wants to believe that Greg is there for the right reasons, clearly by the wording that they used. You know, wants to believe that Greg is there, is downplaying the fact that he was an actor. And I'm not saying that because he went to an acting school for two years in New York City that he everything that he does on the show is fake. It's just something you have to keep in mind. And... um you know, has anybody gotten an acting gig after? No, most of them get into hosting gigs. Some people have landed like small bit parts. Nick, I think Nick got a couple, was he on a couple sitcoms and stuff? And Ali showed up in a, in a movie one time. And, you know, certainly plenty of them have gotten hosting, sh- you know, gigs or shows themselves. Chris Lambden and Peyton have done well for themselves on the HG, on HGTV. I mean, there's so many. Rachel's gotten hosting gigs. Tasha's gotten hosting gigs. Everyone seems to have a podcast now. So I think it's more along the lines of that. I don't know what Greg's intentions are. What I do know is he went to a pretty prestigious acting school in New York City for two years. This wasn't like, hey, I'm going to take some after, you know, some night classes and go to acting school. Like the William Esther studio apparently is a big deal of what I read on it. Not cheap, and you you, you know you do, you do some deep dive into acting. So we'll see. This next question has six questions in it, so let's go through them. I know you had mentioned earlier in your recap that Becca Kufrin was on Bachelor in Paradise this season. With that being said, I automatically thought they may bring Blake Horseman in too, since there were recent Instagram posts Becca wrote for Blake on his birthday and they were hanging out. Do you think they asked or will be bringing Blake Horseman back on Bachelor in Paradise this season? No. He's not part of it. Second part. I know that Bachelor in Paradise is currently being filmed. Do you think there will be any of Katie's guys that will be in the original cast since the season is still being aired or most will come up later? No, there's plenty that are in the initial cast. I just don't know which ones. And I'm saying that because that has not stopped them in the past. In the previous six seasons, the Bachelorette season that was airing while Bachelor in Paradise was filming has always included men from that season. And then once they are eliminated from that season, 
I expect the Bachelor in Paradise cast to be released, if not today or tomorrow, next week. And they'll leave out the men who have technically not been eliminated on KD's season yet. Like, let's say they announce it next week. They would leave, like, a silhouette of a guy and say, we'll fill these in later. And, like, someone like Aaron Clancy. Aaron Clancy is in Paradise and doesn't has not gone home yet and is still there. So that is somebody that um, I... My guess is Aaron Clancy was first cast, was original cast. And there's definitely others. I just don't know which ones. Thomas, I believe, definitely was as well. Third part. I know that Dale and Claire have publicly acknowledged they are back together. I was curious if you knew if they were engaged again or just taking things slow. From what I've seen, which is no different than anything that you guys have seen, she doesn't she have a ring on in all the pictures and videos that they post. So I'm assuming that means they probably are still engaged and who knows if they ever ended an engagement. They certainly had a rough patch. They made that both known publicly on Instagram. Now I'm trying to remember when they had their rough patch, did Dale or Claire specifically say in either of their Instagram posts we're broken up. We've ended our engagement. I don't know if they've ever used that wording. So something tells me that they never ended an engagement. They just broke up and apparently got back to you. I, I don't, I don't know enough about it. I only know what I see on Instagram, which is everything that you guys see. Fourth part. I was thinking about possible contenders who would host the bachelor next year. I immediately thought about Sean Lowe. If they choose to go with a familiar face from the franchise, I know he's been away for a while but I think he'd be a wholesome choice who would actually be a good role model and poster child for the show with his wife and children. Do you think that he would be a possible contender for the gig? Or do you think Ben Higgins would have more of a chance? I know he was a favorite for some time. I have a hard time believing Sean would do it because I think by the time Bachelor rolls around in September, we'll be back to traveling. Remember, it's much easier to get someone to do it where they're in one location because he could bring his family there. I have a hard time believing Sean would do it because that's a six week commitment away from your family, assuming the travel starts and they are, but I don't know. I, like I said, I, I don't, I don't see while travel I think is going to start soon. If not Michelle season, then the next bachelor season, I don't think there'll be international travel. I think it'll be strictly domestic. So maybe it is easier, but, I don't know. I think with a wife and three kids, I, I think, Sean, that would be a reason he wouldn't do it. But what do I know? Fifth part of this question. This may have happened a few months ago, but is it true that after all the stuff that went down with Rachel and Chris, that Rachel Lindsay chose not to renew her contract with the franchise? Yeah. No, she's not part of the bachelor happy hour podcast and has nothing to do with the franchise anymore. Rachel Lindsay. And then the last part, they said they have a theory about Greg Grippo. I wanted to believe he was a genuine human being in his first date with Katie, but after the recent allegations and finding out about his stint in acting school, I believe the way he was acting last night on his first date showed he was manipulating and playing her for a fool. The crying seemed phony. It seemed too much of perfect timing with what she was saying. I know that most come on the show for the wrong reasons or build a brand, but I hope I am wrong about Greg. Because I think I, if I am right, that Katie will see a different person if she chose him. On the other hand, I believe Andrew seemed to be more genuine during his time with her last night. I thought him being a little more reticent and then opening up seemed more real and not manipulating Katie. So there's someone who watched the same exact episode as the other emailer did in regards to Greg and thinks the complete opposite of him and is letting things that they've read on the internet affect their opinion of him because it seems like their opinion of Greg is being formed by those things that they've read because they specifically mentioned, but after recent allegations and finding out about his stint in acting school. So yeah, it's, it, it just don't know. I know you're dying for answers and you know, clearly I've heard things. I've heard things since March, since the day the cast was released, but sorry, not going there. I, it, you know, and look, I, I understand that a lot of you are probably like, while maybe 
appreciative of the different coverage you're getting now, I know you still want to hear it. Well, with a with a little caveat to that. I know you want to hear it. I know you want to hear the tea as long as it's not about somebody that you like <laughs> because that's what we deal with. That's what I've dealt with in recent years, and I've realized that if I have tea on somebody that's universally not well-liked or has a bad edit on this show, people love it. But God forbid it's about somebody that gets a great edit, and I'm just telling you, hey, this is what really happened, or this is something about them that you probably need to know. It's like, well, I, are you sure, Steve? Did you vet it out? Or, and it's just like, okay, well, I, I don't get it. You, you can't have it both ways. You can't love the tea, but then blame me when it's negative tea about someone that you like. It doesn't work that way. But that's why you're getting nothing. Sorry. Next email. I'm sure you've covered this in the past, but I'm curious how casting works. You said in your column this week that Carl was originally part of the cast for Claire's season, and now he's on Katie's season. Also, I know someone in Greg's circle, and he was being interviewed back in 2019 to be on The Bachelorette. Seems like a long time considering jobs and trying to stay single until you officially make it on the season. Is this the normal amount of time, or do men apply getting men that apply and get that get picked immediately get put on the next season of The Bachelorette? So... This show is casting 24-7, 365. They have recruiters that are out. The new thing, obviously, is just to scour Instagram and just IG bomb people on Instagram and say, hey, saw your Instagram handle. Would you be interested in being on a dating? I don't know what the language they use, but we know it happens. People are recruited off Instagram now. And they're recruited out of you know bars. They send out recruiters to major cities send them out to bars at night, and they'll approach people there. So that's the way it's done. Every person is different. There's not a universal answer to this question. If Greg was being recruited in 2019, that doesn't surprise me, or being recruited, being asked, whatever you want to call it. Carl, all we know about Carl is when last March, Claire's season was supposed to film before the pandemic hit, we got a list of guys that were possibly going to be on her season, and Carl was on it. Then the pandemic hit. They shut down. They went back and said, okay, we're doing a season in Palm Springs. Here's a new list of men, and Carl wasn't on it. So I don't know what happened. But clearly, now, the only two guys that were on Claire's initial list, and then um, there were like 17 guys, I believe, that were on Claire's list in March that or 15 guys, 17 repeated, 15 that were not on it in July. However, now that we've seen the next Bachelorette season, which is Katie, of those guys that were released in last March on Claire's list of men, two of them are on Katie's season, Carl and Greg. So you say Greg was being interviewed back in 2019. Well, yeah, he was set to be on Claire's season, which filmed in March of 2020. So that's not a bizarre timeline at all. But now we know if you don't make it on a season, it's possible you could show up on a future one. Or in the case of Blake Moynes, you could be on a season and get yourself on another one. Same kind of same thing as Heather, with uh, Heather showing up on Matt's season after being on Colton's season. So, so the next email um, is another opinion about Greg and the whole acting thing. And it's like, okay, we've hit that twice already. I think you know my opinion on that. And talked about how we got to know Katie a little bit more. But then they said, I appreciate and respect your new approach you're taking with your columns and how and what you cover in regards to the show and the contestants. I've been reading your column consistently for 10 years now, and it's cool to see the changes that you're making. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I hear you people out there. I know you want tea, and I know you want to hear what things are being said about Katie's guys and the stuff that I've been told, and the stuff that I've been shown, and the screenshots that I've seen, and the people that I've spoken to. But that's basically kind of just been for my own personal knowledge to be like, okay, I will keep it in mind. But none of those people have said they want to put their name to it, unfortunately. 
So we're just not going to go down that road. I can't. I can't. I, I, my thinking is just the biggest thing when everything broke a couple months ago was, you know, I was being told that I ruined contestants lives. While I think that is a very, very exaggerated line that a lot of these podcast people from Bachelor Nation spouted over and over again. I do get the point of it, which was, you know, you really come hard after certain contestants. And absolutely I did in the past. But don't just leave it at that. Include the ones that I gave a voice to, which none of them ever did. None of the the podcast people that I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. So that's where I'm just like, look. And it's not like, look, I'm, I'm here to only please uh, the Bachelor Nation podcasters called me out so I want to please them it's like no I heard what they said and I took it to heart because I do understand that even though I have reported things things that I believed to be true most have ended up being true whether I showed proof or not I realize with my fan base and the following that I have it does influence this crazy toxic fan base and that crazy toxic fan base then takes the information that I provide and immediately has a label on contestants and will run to them and just, you know, say whatever to them on their Instagram comments. And it, and it, and it came from me, even though my intention isn't, I'm not telling my fans to do that. I'm reporting what I believe to be true and things that I have heard about this contestant. So you got to keep it in mind, but then it turns into, this is who that person is. And so it's just like, yeah, I, it's really tough to, um, to navigate that. And I had to make a, I had to make a choice and that this is the choice that I've done so far. Next email in the last year or so, I've started to enjoy your non bachelor related podcasts and content so much more than your bachelor spoilers and content. I count things such as when you had on Emily O'Brien to talk about epidemiology and non-Bachelor related, even though she was on The Bachelor. Maybe some of it has to do with the pandemic and my need for things of substance. I also think that The Bachelor franchise has taken a turn for the worse with how insta-famous contestants want to become, et cetera, et cetera. However, I enjoy your Temptation Island interviews and posts so much, so maybe I'm just losing interest in The Bachelor Nation. That said, I enjoy how you talk with people when you interview them, and I have seen you evolve so much as a person over the years, and I look forward to seeing that continue. We all need to work on ourselves, and I find you a good example of that for me to learn from as I navigate my own personal growth. I know that Bachelor spoilers are your bread and butter, so to speak, but have you ever considered that people like me actually now listen and read because we like listening to you as a person and media figure? I don't know where the future lies for myself even, but give it some thought. I think you could do more than being known as the Bachelor Spoiler Guy at this point. Your longtime fans are your fans for a reason. Thank you for the kind words. I really appreciate it. You know, a couple months ago when you asked you ask that question, we like listening to you as a person and a media figure. Have you ever thought about that? And Look, I'm not sitting here. I don't want to sit here and fish for compliments. That's not what I'm asking for. Like, please, please pat me on the back for what I do. However, for my work, you get way more negative reaction than you do positive reaction. Very few people take the time out of their day to say, hey, I really enjoyed that. It's all about shitting on people nowadays. It's just what it's become. That's what social media is now. It's why... I have such a love-hate relationship with social media. So, and I'm not saying that so you can all say, hey, thanks for the podcast. You're doing a great job. Like, if you want to send it, great. But I, I don't want to be inundated with that. Like, I get it. But is it nice to hear every once in a while? Sure. Because sometimes when you're just talking and I'm recording a podcast, whether it's this one or whether I'm interviewing Man and Matthews or I'm interviewing whoever, you know, Kelly Stewart a couple weeks ago, I, I don't have, you know, I know a lot of podcasts have like Facebook pages. I don't do that. I don't have any interest in doing that because that get those, those places get way too toxic from everything that I've heard. But I don't know. I mean, I see the downloads. That's the only, that's the only thing that I know about what people think. 
But downloads don't tell what they thought of the interview. They might have just listened to it. Um, so it's really, really tough sometimes where you do these podcasts every single week, and I've put out a podcast once a week for the last four and a half years, and there are times where, like, I don't know if people – I don't. Sometimes I just don't know what people think sometimes because – unless it's negative because most people just like to criticize or say this person sucks or you suck. And so, yeah, so that that part sometimes I lose sight of, but I try not to let that, you know, affect me too much. It is what it is. I know it's a phrase that people probably hate, but – you just you just kind of I put it out there every week and I hope people like it and that's what I try to do best. Next email, not batch related, but something I've been very curious about for the last few weeks. Why weren't their podcasts done with the Temptation Island couples post finale airing besides Tom and Chelsea? Scheduling conflicts or lack of interest? Those podcasts are always some of my faves, and I'm really sad we didn't get as many as with previous seasons. Thank you so much for taking your time to read answer this. So I asked Aaron and Corey and she said, no, I wasn't going to put Kendall and, or, um, Erica on because it was clear by both of their Instagram accounts that they don't speak anymore had both moved on. So bringing them on didn't make a lot of sense. Julian and Kristen, I have not reached out to. Maybe I should. But yeah, that's that's where we at with the that's where we're at with those four couples. Next email. Uh, I wanted to say as a longtime reader, since Jason and Molly used to cringe at your writing and lots of scrolling past writing that wasn't my taste. I've seen a continued growth in the last five years and especially the last two years. I think you continually do the best you can with the tools info you have at the time. And it's really wonderful to watch your growth through this ordeal, too. I'm sorry you had to go through it, but like you say, your true fans, readers know the changes you've made. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that's the thing that at times I lost sight of when it was all happening was, God, these people just are relentless, calling me every name in the book. And then I just had to keep reminding myself, those aren't the people that have read my site ever in the last few years. Those were people that were tuning into a podcast on a particular day, fans of that particular podcast, and that particular podcast came at me hard, and those fans were just following through with what that podcast said. So I had to understand that those people don't know me, those people didn't read me, and they certainly don't know me personally. And it took me a while. It did. It took me a while to understand that. But I do now, and I just... There's nothing that I can do to take back those writings from six, seven, eight years ago. I mean, I've deleted them off the site, and I don't write like that anymore. Like, that's the that's the most I can do at this point, is don't do that anymore. And can you not have it attached to your name? The problem is they're screenshots now. So anything going forward for, you know, whoever knows what happens in this, in this world and, and my job and what I, what happens in my future. If I do not end up working for myself in the future and I have to move forward and, you know, work for somebody else because of what that person did. I'm going to have to put it out there to any future employer that just know that this is out there about me and this is what I used to write. So um, it will be, it will forever be attached to me. And I, and you know, people can say whatever they want about canceling someone or whatever the case may be. And I think it's just a case by case basis and it's a personal choice. If someone who doesn't follow the site and just read those chooses to never want to hear a word I have to say about anything the rest of their life. They have every right to do that. 
I think it's a tad short-sighted because they don't know that I haven't written that way in years. But I can't tell them what to do. If someone who has followed me for the last four or five years and forgot I had written that way or didn't even know I did until it was brought up, and that was the first they were hearing of it, and they decide to never read or listen to me again, again, that's their choice. I can't control that. I'm just at a point now where I know that's not me. And to have that read back in a podcast and to have to see it again, that the screenshots that were out there of it, I cringe like more than you can imagine. I can't believe I said those things. I also can't believe we as a society accepted those things because, and again, this is not an excuse, but I think everybody that's listening right now is well aware that in the late 2000s and 2010 through 2014, stuff like that was said on the internet about women all the time. And you weren't quote unquote canceled for it or held accountable for it. It was just the way it is. And the biggest example was the Britney Spears doc. Do you realize in that Britney Spears docu- documentary, if you if you have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, go watch it. That she used to sit at a press conference for promoting an album or whatever, a video. And they would ask her about her sex life. So I'm just trying to, I'm just trying. And, and, and at no point in, did anybody ever cancel, like the media member that asked her about her and Justin having sex. That person, I don't think, lost their job, nor was it front page news on every entertainment site. But this is the only thing that comes to mind right now because she has a movie coming out and um, she's a very attractive, popular actress. Scarlett Johansson is going to be in Black Widow coming up in July. So let's say Scarlett Johansson is doing her, you know, um, media tour for Black Widow coming up in July. Can you imagine if someone asks her on the upcoming tour, about her sex life or how her boobs look because that's what they did to Brittany and nobody blinked an eye. Can you imagine if that happened on a, that per that media person would lose their credential in three seconds. The, the, the company that they work for would fire them in a heartbeat. So it's like, I, so when I say I cringe, when I wrote that stuff back then, I'm also like, why was it acceptable? I don't even know the answer. I don't. I know why it changed, and that was the Me Too movement. But it's amazing what people, including myself, said back five, six, seven, eight years ago and how women were looked at on TV, in the media, in sports, and nobody batted an eye. Crazy. So, yeah, it's cringy to read that stuff that I wrote. And I'm just, I I just want to say, I mean, you say, I want to separate myself from it. I can't, it's always going to be attached to me because of those screenshots, because they're off my site. Everything from everything I wrote on realityseed.com pre 2016 is no longer on my site. Gone. But those are out there. So it's always going to follow me. Unfortunately, the the second, they, they, They still had a paragraph left in their email. Sorry. Um, On a similar note, I'm very disappointed in Juliet Littman. I like her Bachelor podcast episodes, but did not like how she responded to what happened with you, considering how many of her own podcasting is inappropriate slash crossing the line. There's numerous episodes where she and other podcast guests repeatedly talk about male contestants, and yet she hasn't taken any personal responsibility for that, but just how no one should support you anymore. While most of her inappropriate comments were regarding Tyler Cameron, it's something she's done with many male contestants, just disappointed at the overall hypocrisy that people have. Honestly, I did not know what Juliet Littman's take on me was. I did not know that she was telling people they shouldn't support me. Hmm. I mean, I haven't spoken to Juliet in years. She hasn't been on my podcast. I haven't been in hers. I think if I look back on my texts, I think the last text conversation I had with her was, um, you know what? I'll pull out my phone and give you the exact date. Um, okay, let's see. Juliet. 
Last text conversation with Juliet Littman was January 16th, 2016. Five years ago was the last time I spoke to Juliet Littman. So, I, I think that says a lot in terms of her answer and what she apparently said about me, but I didn't hear it. I didn't listen to it. I'm assuming you're telling the truth. And if that's what she told her audience to not support me, I I, I mean, okay, sucks, but trust me, there are plenty of people enjoyed what happened two months ago. She apparently seems to be one of them. Add her to the list. And then they ask, my only actual question is, what are your thoughts on the ratings this season? Usually go over that in your recaps, but I didn't see it the last two columns. I think you're. I think only because you're looking at Tuesday's column. Because here, here's the thing: I can give you a little insider. The site that I go to, that I link to when I give you the ratings, doesn't go up till. It usually doesn't. They don't update Monday's ratings until about ten, fifteen, ten thirty a.m. Central Time on Tuesdays. And usually I have my column up right before that. So I can either wait and hold on to my column. Sometimes it's usually done by nine. And it's just like, okay, do I wait for an hour and a half to post this because I'm waiting for the ratings to come out? Or do I just put my column out and I'll cover it in Wednesdays? But it's been in Wednesday's column and it's probably going to be in Wednesday's column every week going forward. Unless I'm just late on my Tuesday column. But yeah, it's in Wednesday's column, last Wednesday and yesterday, uh, the ratings. And I, you know, I've I've been clear in um, those columns. You obviously haven't seen those columns, but what I'll say is, it's winning the night. The numbers are down overall. Numbers are down in television everywhere. So it's not just this show. It's every show on network television. It's overall numbers are down because there's just so many other options. However, The Bachelor cares about winning their two-hour time slot on Monday nights, and they've done it the first two weeks of the season. Next email. Only got a few of them left. Just a note to let you know, using the word powwow is a microaggression against Native Americans. It's a co-opted word that should not be used casually, even though many people do it. I know you are trying to become more aware of unconscious bias and thought you would appreciate the calling in. Thank you for that email, and you are absolutely right. I want to say, I mean, I can't go back into my mind and tell you exactly how many times I've used the word powwow to describe, you know, guys getting together, a group getting together to talk about something. I just know that that phrase has always been in my head for as long as I can remember, and I don't know how many times I've ever used it. I know I used it in Tuesday's recap because you just reminded me. And I went back and changed it. I took it out and I just put meeting because words like that are very easy to change. I'm not going to stand up here and and fight someone that says if powwow is a word that shouldn't be used, I'm not going to use it. What I'm telling you is that's the first time I've ever heard that. I had no idea. I had no idea that powwow was offensive to Native Americans. So you're telling me it is. You go to my column on Tuesday. I've taken it out. I think it was in the second to last paragraph. Um, It is now out and I will... And I will eliminate that word from my vocabulary. So thank you for that. I had no idea. And no one's like, you know, like I said, when everything went down and everything, I was just like, look, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not perfect. None of us are. And clearly that was a mistake. Like I wasn't, I think you all listening right now can understand. Like I wasn't intentionally like calling out Native Americans by using the phrase powwow, I had no idea that that was offensive. It was deemed offensive by some. And I know you could say like, oh God, everyone needs to just, you know, ease up and take a break. He he didn't mean it in a bad way. No, I didn't. My intent uh, wasn't malicious. But the impact apparently had on some affects them. And it's so easy to eliminate that as a word. So I'm just not going to use it anymore and you won't see me write it. And God forbid if I forget one time and randomly use it, please correct me again. I'll take it out. It's very easy to take out one word out of a of a post and change it. Next email. Thank you for the spoilers you provide. 
I enjoy watching the show, but sometimes I just need additional spoilers so that I know what to expect beforehand. I do have one question that comes to mind. Numerous times in press, Katie has expressed that there is something about the end. So do you know if it is something as exaggerated or dramatic that she is claiming, or is she just playing it up so that people can watch until the end? It's tough to answer that question because I don't know how the show ends. So I, the answer is I don't know. I'm sure there's some drama at the end. There's drama at the end of every season. So you're asking me to like almost judge the drama on a scale of 1 to 10. It's just like I, I don't know because I don't know what it is. If I find out what happens at the end of this season, then maybe I can give you a number and be like, oh, well, well no, because then I'll just tell you. I'm not going to tease it, but... But I, I just, I don't know. So I can't, I, I don't know if she's being exaggerating or being dramatic. Next question. Did anyone from Matt's cast wish Katie good luck on her season? I don't really follow them, so just curious. Is she well-liked? Again, I only follow a few on Matt's season. I believe some did. But I didn't sit there and go through, when Katie was announced as The Bachelorette, go through... Instagram pages and be like, all right, let's go through Matt's cast of women. Did so-and-so say congratulations to Katie? Okay, she did. She didn't. She did. She did. She did. She didn't. No, no. Yes. I I didn't go through that, so I don't know. I'm sure some did. Is she well-liked? I mean, that's more of a question for her cast members. And I think if you ask around to Matt's cast members you'll probably find different answers. Last question. Hey, Steve, I just went down a rabbit hole about Hannah Ann supposedly being blacklisted by producers. After reading, she filmed La Quinta footage for Claire and Tasha's season that was never shown and now seeing she isn't on Paradise so far. Do you know much about this? She also left her Bachelor podcast. She seems like the perfect cast for Paradise, and I would have liked to see who she connected with. Thanks. I don't know if it has anything to do with production blacklisting her. I think Hannah Ann has moved on from the franchise and has tried to separate herself from it. Now, I guess the question could be, is she separating herself from the franchise because they blacklisted her or vice versa? Is she the one? If Are they banging on her door to get her down to paradise? And she's like, no, I'm I just don't have any interest in being part of this anymore. I don't know the answer to the question. If I had to guess, I think it's more of the latter. I think she just doesn't, you know, from the second she started doing all the cooking stuff and continuing to model post-show, I think she just doesn't want to be part of this. She didn't have a great experience. She was embarrassed on national television by Peter. I think she's just like, all right, I had, you know, interesting experience, didn't turn out for me. I don't want to jump back into this. I don't want to be a part of this in terms of the other shows. Clearly, she probably has friends from Bachelor Nation that she didn't she hang out or do a run or marathon or running on the beach with Andy the other day or something that I saw. So it's not like she's like, oh, like think she's above all the Bachelor people. Clearly, she probably has some friends in the franchise that she still speaks with. Didn't the final four of Peter's season all go to Didn't they go on a trip together? Didn't. Victoria Fuller, Hannah Ann, Maddie, and um, you know, who was the final four? Gosh, I know you're all screaming at your you're screaming at your radios or your phones right now. Uh, Maddie, Hannah Ann, Victoria Fuller. Oh, Kelsey, didn't the four of them go on a trip together? So clearly, she's friends. But in terms of the content that she puts out, doesn't include a lot of Bachelor people. And I think maybe she just wants to move on. And if she is, and that's the case, good for her. So that'll do it. Thank you for all your reader emails. I hope you enjoyed listening to just one voice, the whole podcast. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. Next week, fingers crossed. Recording Tuesday or Wednesday with this guest, and I think it will be pretty fire. Just by what they wrote me in the text message, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do a podcast. They seem to have a lot to say, but I have, but there's so many storylines with this person. This could this could be an hour and a half, two hour podcast. I'm just warning you ahead of time. 
because there's so much there. So I'm, and as far as I know, obviously I don't know everybody's guests on everybody's podcast. As far as I know, I don't know if this person's ever done a podcast. So will be interesting. So let's keep our fingers crossed for that. Bachelor Nation person in the past, multiple shows they were on, and they definitely are people are, are they definitely are somebody that you're like, yeah, oh yeah, I remember them. So hopefully it happens. Keep your fingers crossed. Thank you for all the people that sent in emails. Um, like I said, I wanted to give you that little bit of a teaser for Bachelor in Paradise, the early quote unquote couples, you know, rose givers out for Bachelor in Paradise. And again, I'll reiterate, please, if you're going to use the information on your Instagram accounts, whether you use credit me or not, like at this point, I can't, I know there are Instagram accounts that will just never credit me. And it's just, it's horrible journalism, but they're, if they're that petty, there's nothing, they're not going to want to listen to any reason why they should be crediting somebody when you're literally stealing their information. They don't care if they haven't done it by now, they're not going to. So there's no point in doing it. Let them continue to not credit me. You know where it came from. However, all I, all I ask is when you post it, make sure you are clear about these aren't people that are all in love and are going to make it to the end together because we just don't know the cast is ever changing roses are ever changing people are coming in and out we just don't know but those are the early ones i heard about so keep that in mind thank you all for listening i really appreciate it and we will talk to you next week see you